0: professional as we go beyond their resume and into who they are as people. We will discuss career tips, ways to sharpen your skills, the importance of community, and so much more.
1: I'm Andrew Glarner and
0: I work with the YWCA as the volunteer coordinator.
1: And I'm Carrie Swarth and I work with Iron Tech in downtown Beloit as the community manager.
0: And I'm so uh, excited to introduce our guest, Liz Menz. Thank
1: you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me, both of you, you and Carrie, both (laughs)
1: as well. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Liz, you have an amazing background. Um, We have your resume in front of us. And let me tell you, it's extensive. Yes. So just what you've done, I need to put this pen down, Um, what you've done and it's not all the straight pathway, um, which I think is really, really fascinating, um, but not only is your background really fascinating, but you as a human are a really great human. Um, you've got a big heart. Um, I think in the, when we talk about your next venture, um, I think that's really going to shine through and people will be able to hear um, why you're doing what you're doing and that this what you're doing, is, it's coming from your heart. And, um So I think that's just phenomenal. So can we just start out, Liz, and you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're at in life right now, um, and we'll kind of dive into your history so you don't have to do
2: too much of that. Just like who you are, what you love to do, where you're at right now. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. And thank you for those kind words, too. (laughs) That means a lot to me. Uh, So I am... uh, First and foremost, I love water. I, I love to scuba dive and mm-hmm. snorkel and love to go to the beach. I you know, love riding my motorcycles. Um, I love adventure, you know, so anything that I can get my hands on to do adventure. I am in my 50s now, so my kids are grown and, um, you know, Experiencing yes. life now. I'm a grandmother. I also have a wonderful stepson. Um, funny thing is, is my stepson is uh, 10 and my grandson is nine. So we get to do lots of fun things oh, together. Fun. You know, yeah. sometimes I have a bit of deja vu right. you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just love to adventure. I love to paint. I love airplanes. I'm a huge yes. airplane. Yes. Oh guy. yeah. Don't get her started. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't get started. Yeah. It'll be the whole half an hour right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess I just love to adventure and I love meeting people. I love. I love connecting people, too. Oh, my gosh, you should really meet these people because they can help you with this. You know, I just love I love making friends, you know, I love you guys. You know, you guys are wonderful friends to me. So, yeah, I just love love people in general, too. Awesome.
1: That's so sweet of you. So uh, one thing that really stands out on your resume, and you probably get this all the time in any job interviews that you're doing. So you worked for NASA. Um, We need the background on that, how the heck did that happen, Um, and then what did you do for them?
2: And we'll, we'll start with that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is a fun story. <laughs> it was scary back then, of course. So I was in college, in ITT Technical College in Norfolk, Virginia at the time. My ex-husband my kids' dad was in the Navy. So I went for drafting, you know, and, um, and the AutoCAD class that they had was everything. You learned architectural, mechanical, civil, you know, electrical, electronics, and product management. My love has always been mechanical, especially being an airplane nut, yes. you know, and our our uh, six-quarter project, we had to go out on the town and find a place to do a project for. Mm-hmm. So I was procrastinating because I didn't know what to do, you know. And As a young professional does. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I feel like absolutely none, of, right. none of us can relate to procrastination. No, right, right? So true. Thank you. The kindred spirits we are. <laughs> so I, the, student, uh, the head of student services actually come to me and said, Lizzie, have you figured out what you're going to do yet? And I said, no. And he said, well, why don't you go to NASA? And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, what do you have to lose? Ah, he had a point. You know, so in front of my entire class, I'm calling NASA on the phone. They're all watching me, you know, and I get this lady, which was phenomenal, too, that somebody answered the phone right away, right? Mm -hmm. And I explained to whom who I was, you know, what I was going to school for, why I was calling, and I said, could I volunteer for a project? And she said, absolutely. When can you start? I will admit I didn't even know what to say at the moment. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. you didn't expect that yes, no, right? absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, no. So in the three months that I was there, which um, I wish it was longer, you know, than that, but mm-hmm. in the three months that I was there, I got to help all the engineers that were working on modifying the Mach 10 wind tunnel. Okay, I got to help them, you know, they would, of course, they would design everything and then I would draft it, draft mm-hmm. it up. So it was an amazing experience. Sure. Yes. Sure.
1: Um, just from previous conversations, um, I think you talked about, was it your mentor came from NASA? Yes. Okay, can you talk about him and what he means to you and how he became your mentor and... You're still connected to him today. Yes, to yes, day. yes,
2: yes. Dr. Grigsby is his name. He, So my first day at NASA, which, of course, I'm scared to death, right? Especially being, like you talked about, right. being a young professional. Now I'm at NASA. What? Right. I'm this sure. little girl from Afton, Wisconsin, and now I'm at NASA. Right. You know, so I'm sitting in this office, and there is literally no, nothing else in it except for just desks and computers. There's mm-hmm. no signs. There's no pictures. There's nothing, you know. And when they brought me in and sat me down, the chair that I was in was broken. Oh, no. And yes. right. So. so I was working away and kind of crooked, you know, trying to work away and on uh, AutoCAD and, and acclimating myself because they had a higher release, you know, than what I was used to at college. And there was a chair that was at the end of the room that wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. So I switched out, you know, the chairs and I was sitting there working away and, and walks this gentleman and he walks by me and he says, good morning. And I said, good morning. And He goes and he's heading towards that chair that I'd switched. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, what do I do now? You know? So <laughs> he sits down in the broken chair and he says, hmm, it seems like somebody took my chair and I jumped up and sh- took the chair down to him. And I said, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. You know, and we switched chairs and I sit down and my heart's just racing. And he looks at me and he says, you must be Liz. And I said, yes, I am Liz. And he said, would you like a t- tour of NASA? And he introduced himself. And my name is Gun Dr. Grigsby, you know, and I said, Um, yes. So he takes me to the man that had, you know, checked me in and stuff, and he, I'm literally like a little kid standing behind Donner, and Donner says to Jim Charnick, he says, she's mine for today. I'm taking her on a tour. And Jim said, yeah, but she was going to, and Donner said, no, she, she's mine. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so yeah, he did. He took me on a full tour of NASA. And you're right. He has been the biggest mentor in my life. And to this day, you know, I, when I have, you know, something that I've got going on, even to my business, which I know we'll talk about mm-hmm. when I called Donner and told him, you know, what I was doing, of course, he's the biggest supporter, you know, amongst I mean, my friends and family, of course, but yeah. um, I mean, he just was elated by this idea that I had. So, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing the people you meet along the way and you take with you along the way. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think that's such a good message for our listeners of the people that you meet. It doesn't have to end when that job ends or when you move or you leave that community. Like, it can continue beyond. Absolutely. um, Specifically, Daughter. I mean, he's... You were in college, and now you're not in college. We won't disclose your age. because <laughs> okay. You're, right. you're tw- fresh it. 25. Yes. Uh-huh. I love the way you think. <laughs> um, you know, so it, that's that's amazing. And I think sometimes people get scared to um, continue those relationships, even though it's not in the same industry or not in the same community type of deal. You know, right. you're yes. not in NASA anymore. No. Right? right? So do you have any questions for me? Uh, sure.
0: Yeah, I guess... I don't know, like the, the journey, we always talk about the journey outside of college, like well, how do you navigate that, things like that. And just knowing you and your extensive background, like how did you navigate that journey, like outside of college and just.
2: You know, not being afraid not being afraid to learn and to jump into something new, you know, and and sometimes it's fresh and new. You know, having a mechanical drafting degree and then jumping into, you know, the other facets of my, you know, careers, you know, I was just so excited to learn and excited, you know, something excited me. I didn't have that fear, you know. So I would say that's the number one thing is don't be fearful. Just do it. Go. Go for it, you know. Yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. When I graduated, I was like,
2: here, I had this whole
0: path and then something came along, you, I met you and then we went on another journey and that's okay. Uh, you don't always have to follow um, the rules or the handbook or whatever you want to call it. Um, like exactly, just follow a path, take a chance on something, um, just kind of follow what your heart believes in it. Yes, like that. yeah,
1: kind of write your own story. Write your really? own story, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yeah. And I feel like that is a really good segue of like following your heart. Um, this new journey that you've gone on. And I met Liz when she went through this program that we have at Iron Tech called G-Beta. That was the program you went through. G-Alpha. Excuse me. Yep. G-Alpha. And so it's for early um, businesses, um, just an idea. We call it like a napkin idea. Um, And that's exactly what Liz had was this dream that she wanted to create something more than herself. Um, And that comes from her heart, and um, I want you to share a little bit more about that and what this next journey looks like for you.
2: Sure, sure, awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Mm -hmm, Thank you. Yeah. So the the new journey is um, loving life creatively, Mm -hmm. and this actually was formed really well. I'd been thinking about this for a long time, but it really formed during our lockdown when we were stuck. You know, Mm -hmm. and my I was driving it really crazy because, as you both know, I'm very much a people person, (laughs) and then you stick me in a house that doesn't go well. (laughs) That just doesn't go well. I was going you know, nuts. So um, my husband. and he said pick a wall and paint it well as i was painting the wall the whole day just left i mean i didn't even know what had happened you know and i was also working on life coaching certifications all at the same time mm-hmm. so it was kind of this pivot of i really want to help people find that quiet you know how they how do they quiet their mind mm-hmm. and then also their creativity cuz and my dad has said it to me a lot of times that when i was a kid i always drew you know but then when i hit school i quit because somebody was very critical of whatever, you know, my tree or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I, I just quit doing that. So, you know, everybody needs that creativity. And yes. that's one of the things that Donner said to me, too, that when he was at NASA, he talked to them about, you know, we all know, know STEM, right? But mm-hmm. he wanted to add art back into STEM and make it STEAM. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I was, you know, explaining to him my concept, he said, Lizzie, you're dead on. He said, you're, you're a drafter by trade, so you already have that creative mind and to help others. So that's really been my journey is to help mm-hmm. people find that happiness, forgiveness, get rid of resentments, find maybe their passions, find something else that they want to do. But we all have to quiet our minds to find that, that you know, sure. it's so noisy. Our whole world is so noisy with tech and, mm-hmm. you know, work and kids and everything else, you know, so, Yeah. yeah. I, creativity has become to be the thing that I have realized that it just naturally quiets your mind. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. It, it's so true. We hurry up to grow up. Yes. Right. When we're younger, like when I was a kid, always playing house, I was always a teenager <laughs> and then I was in college, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was playing these roles, not realizing that it's not always what it's cracked up to be. You no. know, like it's always sure. so busy mm-hmm. and in this day and age, having everything, that instant gratification on our phone, constant notifications, constant updates. You know, if you have your email on your phone, you never are unplugged. I'm absolutely guilty of that. I have my email on my phone, so I'm never unplugged. My members, if they're listening, do not always email me, but (laughs) (laughs) if you do email me late at night, I do read it, right? because we're never unplugged. So being able to turn that mind off and like do something that you love Yeah. And maybe get some of that, like you were saying, resentment out on paper. Right. Can you draw maybe what you're feeling that day? And it may not always be that pretty. You know, so I think that's really huge. Right. Yes. It's really, really cool. I, I yes. think we're
0: faced with more stress and anxiety than we have before. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: We are. Absolutely. So much yes. pressure
0: and, you know, mm-hmm. just to take that off or manage that better. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: That's awesome. Yes. Well, and when I went through the, the G Alpha program, you know, I had to create a, uh, you know, a slide deck of the, all of what my findings were of what mm-hmm. leads up to why does creativity do what it does, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found out is 85,000 millennials quit their jobs because of Stress. Eighty-five thousand people.
1: Right. That's it's probably just U.S. statistic. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know that's really interesting that you said that because I got to live in Italy for a year. They mm-hmm. do it so well. You know, they they have fun too. You know, and they're also their days are you know the siesta time. You yeah. know, I mean that's so critical. It's mm-hmm. so critical to have that work-life balance.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah. That. And some of the studies are in Europe. I can't remember. I won't say any stats or the country because it won't be right. Um, <laughs> but they're going down to no a four-day work week. So, they're finding that that people are more productive in shorter amount of times. Um, That's not necessarily your business, but it's something that allowing your mind to relax and allowing you to unplug and check out. um, They're finding, obviously, is extremely important. Yes. Not 85,000. It unfortunately doesn't surprise me. Right. You know, like I fortunately work for a phenomenal company, but probably. Prior to this, I worked for companies that weren't phenomenal and I quit because of stress. Yeah. You know, and just the, or that people don't care about their employees. You know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard that they don't. But I know, okay, so we talked about this, Liz, a while ago, that you're wanting to get this program in with HRs. Yes. And so, like, on the, HR side of things, caring about your employees, allowing them to be creative. Can you talk about how that would be implemented within HR and what, like, what your vision is for that? Yes,
2: yes. So I'm actually excited to report that I did teach this class to a business down in Rockford. Oh, awesome. And yes, and the owners actually, once they found out and through the G Alpha program, mm-hmm. you know, I actually met them here. And through me showing them my Quiet Your Mind with Creativity yes. workbook, they said, could you come and do this with our employees? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So my last class was using people's creative minds to help them be more productive, because a lot of times, creative minds are all over the place. Well, you guys both know me. I'm a squirrel on rollerblades, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot of us creatives are that way, you know, and we're not cookie cutter. You can't stick it as us at a desk. Right. just think that we're going to be able to sit there for eight hours a day and just do that. you know we have right. to have that you know that different um, the variety yeah, the variety, thank yeah, you yeah the variety like yes, that. Yeah. yeah, so when I went and taught the class to you know the employees at, at Tad Moore, we talked a lot about being a creative, being more productive, but also slowing down mm-hmm. and setting like goals for yourself, you know, so that you can stay on task a little bit more, you know, and just teaching your brain to be able to do that. But then yeah. that work-life balance, sure. you yeah. know, and and also we talked a lot because it was great because um, the owners, you know, she was there too, mm-hmm. talking with her employees. So not only as a team did they get to understand what each other brings to the table, they also got to see as a creative mind how they can help each other. Oh, okay, sure. well you're really good at this. And my my focus, you know, my whole dream when I was in the DL and I thought of this is to have a chart, you know, we always have the food I'll call it the food chain chart, you know, Mm -hmm. at every business, what if a HR person or a manager had a food chart of all of their creatives these people are really good at this, these people are really good at this, this is their main job, but now I have this project coming on, I should go talk to Carrie, because Carrie's really good at this and I bet she'll be able to bring in these other folks because she's got a great relationship with them and they can work together as a team, so finding that cohesive team outside of what a normal, you know, 8 to 5 job is, I think you bring more buy-in from the employee because now you're utilizing all these different skills that they have, you know. And with my resume, as you guys know, I have so much to bring to the table, you know, and I know I'm not the only person on the planet that has lots to bring to the table, you know. So I think when you get a chance to tap into more of those, then that employee is going to be there a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, Just switching gears just a little bit, still um, on your new business, um, but you have a life coach certification. Can you talk about that process? I know um, in the rising professionals, there's some other individuals that have um, something similar to like a life coach certification. So I know there's interest out there or maybe people that are thinking maybe this isn't for me or maybe it is for me. How What does that process look like um, and what did you gain from it
2: and, and how are you implementing that in uh, your business?
0: I guess what and what does it mean to you?
2: Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, to, sure. Have
0: that. Yeah. to
2: have that life coach yeah. certification, yes. So um, I'm excited to talk about this because I always, you know, I've always loved helping people, and mm-hmm. to get the one-on-one to help someone and really kind of dig in what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. in their life. Because typically, I find that when you do start talking to someone, it's really not what they think it is. It's buried. It's something else that's been happening, you Absolutely. know. So when I went through the life coaching certification, so I did everything online, you know, of course during lockdown, you know, um, but as I was going through that, I learned about myself. And I think when you can identify with someone else because you've already gone through it or you've found that maybe it was something else, then you can help someone find what that is. Because it's our own journey, really. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I think as a life coach, you're just really that mentor. You're just helping them unlock. You know, Because you're not a psychiatrist. You're not a psychologist. Sure. You're not, you know, none of those kinds of things. Right. But you're helping someone kind of self-help themselves. But... You're helping them bring, you know, bring that out, and you're a confidant, and you're, you know, your trust. The Mm -hmm. trust is that you know your trust and integrity, and being somebody's confidant is is you know key, because once someone opens up to you, you know, they're showing their belly to you. They're really showing what their their innards, what's going on, you know, and that's a scary thing Mm -hmm. for people, you know, too. Yeah. 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 So going through those life coaching, you know, I always thought about the forgiveness and getting rid of resentment. You know, I have been sober for five and a half years now. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, going through the 12 steps, you yep. know, I have found that that's not just for people that, you know, may want to be sober. That's really the life in general yep. because it really teaches you to go back and look at something that might still be bothering you, mm-hmm. you know. So through those life coaching and then through also going through the 12 steps, sure. you know, that helped me heal so much to the point where, Sometimes I will remember it, but it's only mm-hmm. to remember it to identify with someone else's feelings so that I can help them through it. It doesn't grip me anymore. It mm-hmm. doesn't even bother me anymore. Like, sure. it's just, uh, it's it's something that happened to me. It's just an experience now. Right. You sure. know, sure. to heal that and find the gratefulness. And sometimes the gratitude that you find with going through something, you know, that might not be such a great, you know, great thing to go through. When you find the gratefulness in it, you've learned mm-hmm. from it. Sure. You know, yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, thank you. Thank absolutely.
1: You, thank you. Um, so Liz, you mentioned you're five and a half years sober. Yes. Congratulations. Thank that you. is a huge accomplishment. Um, especially in Wisconsin. Right. Especially <laughs> <lot>. in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Um, can you can you talk about your journey to sobriety, um, whatever you feel to share, um, just for any of listeners that are out there that are maybe struggling with alcoholism or, or maybe using alcohol to cope with a situation that they may be in or stress. Yeah. Um, and just talk about the, the reason you chose and maybe you don't have to you don't have to dive too deep um, but just give a little bit of insight and maybe some sure. inspiration for our listeners
2: sure yeah no I would be happy happy to uh so when I was a kid you know you talked about being a kid and how you want to grow up so bad you right. know well I always wanted to do that because I would always get to see you know the, the kids hanging out at the bar right. especially at the beach you know because yeah. we oh, sure. you know growing up near the beach and I was a young mom you know I had sure. my kids at 20. Um, 20 and I just turned 21 when I th- had my first son you know so sure. I didn't drink for a very long time where yeah. all my friends were out partying and doing this and doing that and they would tell me about what they were got going on sure. and I was like oh, I want to do that. Yeah, the social yeah, aspect listen, of it. yes absolutely absolutely so when my sons got old enough you know they were 16 and 17 actually is when I first started drinking you know I was like oh, finally I'm here now I get to go party with all my friends sure you know well You know, now fast forward, I started realizing that, you know, drinking and driving obviously is not the greatest thing in the whole wide world. And we none of us should be, you know, should be doing it, but we all do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was getting to the point where, I'm and I'm such a social butterfly you know <laughs> right. you go here you go there all oh, my friends are over here I'm gonna go over there so right. I was driving and you know I mean it and it was getting to be quite scary sure and to share too you know my kids dad he he died from drinking and driving you know I'm so, so thank you thank you me too it's mm-hmm. it sucks yeah. really really sucks and the boys were um 14 and 15 at the time when this when you know when this happened so As I got older and I kept drinking, you know, um, more and more and more, you know, of course, when they were kids, I didn't drink that much. You know, it wasn't a problem. But as I got older, I didn't realize that they knew. So when I did decide, yeah, when I did decide to quit, you know, because of this reason and and a lot more, you know, um, I called both of my sons. They were the first ones I called and said, guys, just to let you know, I'm going to AA and I'm going to quit drinking. And both of my sons said, thank God. And I said, wait, what? Here, I thought I was hiding it from him. Sure. Boy, was I dumb. <laughs> well, I wasn't. And sure. my dad, sure. too. You know, when I called my mom and dad and told them, my dad said the same thing. And I thought, okay, so I'm on, on the right, right track, you know. Mm-hmm. And and we live in such a social world that that's yes. what you do, right? That's yeah. where yep. you – and so once I started A, I was scared to death. I bet. Scared to death, mm-hmm. you know, to go into a room full of bunch of people I don't know and admit – that I think that I have an, I'm haven't, i an alcoholic or that mm-hmm. I have a problem, you sure. know, is probably the most humbling experience ever. But, man, i got to tell you, at those tables, when you go to an AA meeting, they scoop you right up, and they're there for you, yeah. 100%, yeah. you know, and getting a sponsor to help you through all of those 12 steps mm-hmm. and, you know, and the trials and tribulations because it is hard. Yep. It's very hard. It's not only is it hard to, in your own body, just quit, you know, but once you make up mm-hmm. your mind, you can do it, you yeah. know. Absolutely. But the second thing is the friends that you thought you had, And then you walk away from it and, you know, maybe they're still friends. I'm not saying that they're not friends, but they're not that friend anymore. Like they're not calling you, hey, meet me down at the bar. You know, they're not doing that any longer. And I suffered, you know, I think probably the most from that, you know. But as Mm -hmm. I've gotten on the other side, I'm starting to talk with them more. And they're starting to say to me. Lizzie, we didn't call you because we didn't want to put you in that situation, sure. that point. You yeah. know? Right. So then the more people I got to say, hey, no, ask me. Don't forget right. about me. Yeah. Just ask. Because
1: that's where I feel like people think like they can't say no. Right. 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 And yep. it's like they don't want to enable. They don't want to be the friend that is enabling. But that's so big to hear, yep. you know, that you still wanted to be that social person. And you still are that social person, you know, where yep. I think we live in Wisconsin you know, it's yeah. weird. Once you hit that border, like it is so different. The drinking culture here in Wisconsin is so different yeah, than it's it is. Yeah. Um, And you think that you can't have fun without alcohol, or you yep. can't have fun without like going to the bar, or you can't have fun, or your friends can't invite you because you're not drinking. But that, right. does, that doesn't yeah. mean it's like like I have a DD, right? You right. know, and because right. it's like I will be your safe driver. Yes. I will be the person right. that can get you home safe. Yes. yes. You know, right? I know this conversation kind of took a turn, but I think it's it is beyond the resume not sure. to be yeah. funny right <laughs> um you it's know life. It's, 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 life. it's life and it i is. think like as us rising professionals so much is thrown at us and i have friends that are sober i'm 29 years old i have friends that yeah. are now sober because they were alcoholics early in right. early yes. in their years and they've chosen now the sober life. And I think it's just so real. Like my voice is shaking. You can get it here. When you were telling your story, Lizzie, I was getting all teary eyed and thank you again so much for sharing that. Um,
0: Well, it's uh, it's a part that's not really taught to you. I mean, it's taught to you in like high school, middle school, but when you're out in the world and the workforce and you're Mm -hmm. out with your friends and stuff like that, that college life. And then even that post-college life, um, it's not really something you think about until Mm -hmm. something goes wrong.
2: Exactly. exactly. So that's hearing true. about
0: it from that little firsthand perspective, it's, it's a different side of it. Well,
2: Absolutely. and, you know, when I was vice president of business banking at Associated Bank, mm-hmm. you know, we were given a stipend of, you know, you take your customers out to the Absolutely. bar. You, you take them out, you get them drinks, you know, you have dinner with them, create that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a Wisconsin thing, yeah. too. You mm-hmm. know, is is that's what that's what you yeah. do. You yeah. know, and in a uh, business thing. I yeah. see
1: that in my my husband's in the construction world. I see that. I see. It's the wining and dining, and not even, it's beyond the construction world. It is in every industry, You know, it's in every industry where it is the wining and dining. We want to get the nicest bottle of wine, but you can still do all of that. And if you drink, that's fine. But just being that responsible um, and doing doing it responsibly and not drinking for... Suppression or yes. suppressing yes.
2: feelings or, you know, things yeah. like that. So just yes. drink responsibly. Right, okay. right. Well, and, you know, with my business, you know, holding yes. paint classes, yeah. um, you know, everybody knows about the paints and sips, right? right. I mean, that's yeah. what you do is you go and paint and right. then you drink sure. wine with your friends and you mm-hmm. have a great time and yep. all that. Well, I struggled when I first started my business because I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm recovering alcoholic. How can I have a paints and uh, sips? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and but as I have healed yeah. And I've realized that, you know, people are people. They It doesn't matter, you know. And mm-hmm. not that I was looking at someone else as, oh, my gosh, you're drinking. It's not that. Right. It's not no. that at all. I don't care, you know. I just don't care. It was more mm-hmm. of that uncomfortable, maybe I shouldn't do that, you know. Right. Right. Well, I had my first class at Lakeview, you know, which is a bar and restaurant, you yes. know, uh, up in... Um, Milton. In Milton, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... One of the ladies that attended my class, she actually came out to me and she said, thank you. And I said, for what? And she said, for having this here. She said, I have been sober for four years. Mm-hmm. And I was always afraid of going to the Paints and Sips, but you made, you called it sunrise and coffee. Mm-hmm. So I sure. knew it wasn't about going and drinking. It was sure. a breakfast and coffee. And yes, I could go have a drink, but that means I could have a, you know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, soda, what yeah. you know whatever yeah, I, absolutely. I want. You know, and so... I thought to myself, it was supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. It was definitely supposed to be here. You know, everybody's own journey is their own journey. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, now maybe we'll get a little different topic here. Um, (laughs) but. No worries. uh, Yeah. Squirrel. Right. Uh, of course. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so you what made you decide i guess besides the the part of you that called out of it uh to start your own business like how did you make that decision and what advice can you give to other young professionals that want to start their own business
2: oh that's a very good question uh you know i think if you dream it do it because it's it's that thought in your head and i have a feeling If anybody's out there is like me, if you have the thought in your head and you don't do it, it's always going to still be in the back of your head saying, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you Mm -hmm. try? You know, I actually had a business lady um, that I just met not too recent, not too long ago, actually. And I was telling her my concept. And you know, this was very profound coming from her. She just met me and she said to me, kudos to you, Lizzie. She said, you are, you know, you're a grown woman with many careers behind you, and you decided to take that leap of faith, Absolutely. and you did it, you know, and you, and you got out of your fear, you know, we can get in our own head and talk ourselves in and out of things all the time, so I think that would probably be the biggest thing is if you dream it, try it, mm-hmm. do it, you know, Absolutely. this is the only life we got. Absolutely. You know, and if you don't, you're going to probably regret that or think I should have, could have, would have. We don't mm-hmm. ever want to live like that. You don't yep. want to look at the past, right? Mm-hmm. You want to look forward and look at what you can bring to mm-hmm. the table. And yeah. you never know who you're going to inspire mm-hmm. by doing it too. Absolutely. You know, and, and just keep that faith. Keep yeah. that faith and don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to ask for help too. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many business owners out there. I mean, I think that that's probably another catalyst for me, too, is calling Donner, talking to other business owners that just started, finding out what is the next step. Take, go into G Alpha or G Beta, you know, Mm -hmm. use those incubators, you know, use the knowledge. And, you know, Wisconsin also has the small business, you know, that that, where you can take classes, you can go to the library, Google, you know, oh my my gosh, gosh. everything is out there. So Mm -hmm. I I think if you dream it, do it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, And so few things for that. Um, what Liz just said, um, the Wisconsin Small. business Small Business Development Center. Yes. Yep. Um, there you go. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Catherine Jackson is our representative here in southern Wisconsin, and she is phenomenal. She lives in Milwaukee, but she covers Rock County, um, and she w- is literally here for any needs. Um, but you didn't just quote unquote quit your job and start this, you were working your nine to five. And then hustling after hours. And I remember being here at Iron Tech um, and you coming in as I'm leaving. So can you touch on that for our listeners? That it's not easy. That you don't have to quit your job right away and say, jump feet first in this. You can build it while you're still saving that money, working
2: 9 to 5. Can you talk on Touch on that. Yes, yes, yes. Resilience. Just right. know. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's actually great, too. When you find your passion mm-hmm. and you find what you feel that this is the next step or this yeah. is why you're put on the planet, yeah. it's actually really easy to start doing that, to work, you know, after hours and to work. I I was getting up at 3 in the morning to get ready for the class at, at D-Alpha so that I could do all that and then go into my 9 to 5, you know, and then coming here, you know. Yeah. And even though it was exhausting and it was frustrating and it was, you know, sometimes very overwhelming Mm -hmm. it was so worth it like there was that feeling inside of me knowing this is yes the drive the dedication yes Mm -hmm. that this is so worth it and do I sometimes still feel like giving up sometimes oh yes Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like oh how am I gonna pull all this off sure but it just keep just keep swimming just Mm -hmm. keep swimming Mm -hmm. you know you know (laughs) yeah that's my favorite (laughs) just keep swimming yeah yeah yeah, that that is my favorite thing so yeah the really resilience yeah stay I have a question off
1: of that. Do you ever? And I think, like, looking at your resume too, um, you were um,
2: at the bank. Um,
0: Premier, no associate of bank. Associate, yes,
1: okay. yes.
2: You, what was your title there? I well, I started as actually as a teller, I moved to personal yep. banker, and then I was an investment banker for a okay. while, and then I moved into to vice president of business banking. Yeah. So I moved around a yes. lot in the. So you were you were in
1: the C suite at that point. You were starting your own business, so you know you have been at high levels of management and then now starting your own business as and i'm not saying this is not for males but as females we get this a lot um do you ever feel like an imposter the imposter syndrome does that ever hit you where you feel like dang is it like am i qualified to be doing this job am i you know what i mean um just like feeling like this you're you're not the
2: right person Does it ever happen? Oh, my gosh, yes, yes. The feeling not good enough. Right. And I think everybody feels that way. You know, males, females, er, everybody. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. Sometimes we're in a man's world, you know, and... Sorry, Andrew. No, no, it's a thing. It is a thing. It is. It is a thing. It is a thing. thing. (laughs) 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 thing. Yes. Well, when I... So, being a drafter, you know, I'm a girl. I'm a drafter. I'm a wife. I had kids. You know, I mean... That coming into that kind of an environment, you know, the good old boys, you know, the good old boys didn't want me there. You know, Mm -hmm. what what is she doing here? She's a girl. You know, and I looked really young too, so you know, that didn't help anything. And then when I was at the bank. I literally, so the the imposter syndrome, I was kind of giggling inside when you said Mm -hmm. that because I would wear a suit and the highest heels, because I'm short, you know, four foot nine and a half, I'd wear the (laughs) highest heels I could find. And I also had my son's pictures on the back windowsill behind Mm -hmm. me. So when a couple would come in and maybe they were a little older, they wouldn't think that I was just out of high school or I was just out of college, Mm -hmm, you know, that I actually, and it worked. Because I, when someone would start kind of feeling, I would start feeling like they weren't really sure if I was the right girl for them, I would excuse myself and go to the printer and then come back and then they would say to me, are those your your brothers? Because I had a picture of, you know, me with my sons and I said, oh no, no, those are my sons, they're in high school and they said, wait, what? And then the whole dynamic changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that is your your self talk, that self battle in you, you know, um, of that you're not good enough, you know. Sure. And even like you're right, even in loving life creatively, you know, I'm going out and I'm going to help people. Am I always going to know everything? No, but I'll learn, mm-hmm. you know. And sure. I'm the first one to say, okay, I don't know, but let's figure this out together, sure. you know, kind of thing. So, okay. but yeah, throughout the years, mm-hmm, right back to NASA, you know, yeah. showing up at NASA. I'm not really, I'm not smart enough to be here, you know, so it is that self, you know, we are the meanest to ourselves. Absolutely. No one else could ever be as mean as we are to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Yes. And I guess uh, maybe a good cap or whatever the conversation is, um, you're a huge advocate of being involved with in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are just celebrating another milestone, I guess, um, is being an ambassador for four Janesville. I believe it's what, eighteen years. Eighteen years, yeah. Can yes. you believe that? I oh my God. God. <laughs> no. right. yeah. that's awesome. it's
2: crazy. Thank yes. you. Uh, <laughs>
0: tell us about, you know, being out in the community, getting involved and how you know, being that ambassador and just how how is that why is that important to you?
2: The people that you meet and the companies that you find out about, and also the careers that you find out about. Oh my gosh, I would have never known what I know now if I wouldn't have been a part of Forward Janesville, Because you get to tour those businesses, You get to meet the you know the people from mm-hmm. you know I mean in all walks of life. You know sure. from the presidents. You know I mean all, all the way to you know I mean people that are in college and that are interns or you know yes. whatever whatever capacity that they're in. You know yeah. just getting to meet people and hear their stories of what their journey is too. You know, I think that that's what really made me stay, you know, with Forward Janesville. I went through LDA as well. Sure. You know, yeah, and when I went through LDA, it was the first year that Janesville and Beloit partnered oh, together. Oh, yeah. And it was a full Rock County. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it was, was amazing. Cool. It yeah. was just, just amazing, you know. So, but if I went to have been a part of Forward Janesville, I went to have learned about the Leadership Academy. So, Getting involved in the nonprofits mm-hmm. as, as well as, you know, your chambers or ambassador, it just, you just never know. So mm-hmm. putting yourself out there Absolutely. is key. And and being able to help, you know, people. Um, mm-hmm. And in whatever capacity that, that is. You know, I yes. can't imagine the amount of people like you, yes. Andrew, you know, meeting you. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> I mean, that I didn't even know he was going to college. But, you know, Andrew and I worked. Mm-hmm. He worked for Best Events. I worked for Can Do. Yep. You Still were under
0: the same roof, but just different departments right. yeah, at the right. time. I was
1: yeah. wondering how you guys knew each other. That makes yes.
2: sense. That yes. makes yes. sense. <laughs> yes we'd run the big events and Andrew was my go-to guy if I I couldn't figure it out I went to Andrew Andrew always was there for me no matter what you know yeah so then now fast forward he's in college well I would have never known you know that I was two months
0: before graduating yes (laughs) yes and I I said to him
2: why don't you apply and come into development with us and he said wait what's that those are those connections that you get to make when you're out in the community and and being a part of the community and and you might also find that passion that really feeds your soul and said you know like you were talking about you know with the the homeless work through LDA at echo you know yeah. i mean you went to found that passion you know to help people um or that in that capacity you know right. if you didn't weren't a part of that so yeah. it's yeah. just it's an adventure everything's an adventure Absolutely. but it's all about that what you look at it to be right you know
0: and then um what which what advice would you give for your younger self or i guess advice for um, that you would tell yourself or just tell other racing professionals that as they keep going
2: you know all of those voices in our heads um just tell them to all shut up yeah <laughs> I think that would be <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing you yeah know, that's and and just go go for it you know I think um, if I want to ever taken that step and gone to NASA yeah. You know, I I would have looked back and mm-hmm. and thought, oh my gosh, I had that opportunity and I didn't take it. You know, and if I would have listened to those voices in my head back then, you know, right. even heck, even back to the kid, like when Dad said, you know, that I always love to create, and then I quit as soon as a teacher told me that. If I could go back to that little kid and say, it doesn't matter what someone says; it's just their opinion. You know, right. yes, they might be helping you. I mean, I, I guess that's maybe a bit, you know, overstated, maybe. You know, because of course people do, you know. Sometimes you do he, need to hear that critical, you know, just to make you better. So sure. I, I don't mean yeah. that, but don't take it as I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't do not do that to yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have that self-care and value yourself.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. And be open to what other people do have to say, because yeah. sometimes they might tell you something that you're not going to like very much, but you're going to learn from it. Right. You know, and be grateful. Yeah. Just be, be grateful for what you're going to learn. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: absolutely. Anything me. else? No. That's All right. good.
1: Thank you so much, Liz, for spending your time with us this evening. I've learned so much. I've had tears in my eyes, I've goosebumps. It's been amazing. The whole journey. The whole, the whole, journey. Journey. The whole, journey. The whole journey. yes. <laughs> absolutely. Truly, truly. Um, and I feel like that it really represents like what we go through on the daily. Yeah. And thank you for being just so open and honest with us. Um, and vulnerable. Um, that's great. So I really hope, um, listeners, that you've gotten something from this episode. Um, just a couple things. Just remember that the RPS we have multiple events every month. Um, a lot of them are free. Visit us at slash events
2: to see our future lineup of upcoming events awesome thank you both T- thank you andrew and carrie too for having me i it's been a pleasure you know spending okay. this time with you yes. so and thank yeah. you for listening to my <laughs> to my stories <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely yes yes my experiences yes. Was, adventures <laughs> <I love it. laughs> thank you thank
0: you beyond the resume is hosted by andrew Gloner and carrie Sworth. the show is edited by andrew Gloner and produced by jackson wells the Boy Rising professionals are a program of the greater boy chamber of Commerce. New episodes are available bi weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming platforms. Visit slash beyond the resume to